0: Hello, and welcome to episode 17 of the 4th Love of Data podcast. I'm your host, Robert Furr. Thanks for joining me. Today, we are going to go over a little bit of housekeeping first off. Uh, We're going to start naming uh, the episodes of the podcast a little bit differently related to the subject matter that they're going to feature So today is going to be a tech spec because we're going to talk in detail about a particular product related to data or business intelligence on days that we do uh, really deep dives into a specific topic and talk about all the data around that. That's going to be called a data deep dive. So if you have any questions, you should be able to get a little more insight about what an episode is about and uh, go from there. So, in today's tech spec for episode 17, we're going to be talking about new features in Tableau 10.3. This version debuted May 31st, so just about a month ago, and the 10.3.1 update was released on the 21st, so relatively new, just about a week old. I'm going to go over most of the features that are new for 10.3, uh, starting with the ones that I think are most interesting and my favorites. Uh, The difference between 10.3 and 10.31 is that there were some, I believe it was six things that were addressed in a security bulletin. So if you need more information about that, you can find uh, specific release notes on the Tableau website. But let's get right into it and talk about the really cool features that are coming out in 10.3. The first one that I'm really excited about is data-driven alerts. This is a tool where you can define an alert threshold and when a report runs it will actively watch for that threshold and if it gets crossed the report will send you a notification via email. This is a really big feature that a lot of people have been asking for in Tableau for quite some time and it's a feature that's been available in more traditional BI tools like Cognos and some of the other ones. So there are some specifics about this. A lot of the features that are coming out in 10.3 are Relatively new, they may have a little kinks to work out, or they may be a little bit limited in scope, but uh, for data-driven alerts, it works only on Tableau Server right now. Uh, When it crosses a visual threshold that you define, that's when you will receive an alert. You can do this on any viz that has a continuous numeric access in some of the earlier beta versions. It was only on uh, bar graphs, I believe, but they changed that to, to work with more vizs. Uh, and when you define one of these thresholds, you can sign yourself up and you can sign other people up. And then the other people can go in and self-administer themselves to turn that on or off if they want to change that. By default, the check rate is every 60 minutes uh, when it's uh, ran on the server or any an extract is refreshed. Now, there is a command that I'll leave in the show notes where you can look up where uh, through the Tableau administrative command, you can set a check interval in minutes. And you just have to check, define that, restart uh, Tableau, and you should be good to go. The next feature that I'm really excited about is Tableau Bridge. Now, this is something that's in a bit of a limited release starting in 10.3, but this is a tool that they've really been touting as a way to connect to live on-premise data from Tableau online. So it's a way that you can host reports in the cloud, uh, and get access to essentially real-time data uh, from within your network. Now the way that this works is it's, it's a tool called Tableau Bridge that replaces the previous sync client. It's basically the sync client plus live query functionality. The client is installed and ran behind your firewall, and it pushes data to Tableau Online. So you uh, must enable live connections uh, through an administrator, and right now it's limited to RDBMSs like MySQL, SQL Server, et cetera. Uh, Oracle cloud-hosted databases must also use Tableau Bridge as a way to connect to them. You can't connect to them directly through a, an out-of-the-box connector like you can um, some of the other uh, cloud databases that, that Tableau connects to natively. Uh, The other thing that's really important to note about this is you must run this as a service to enable live connections. And there's some instructions on how to do that on Tableau's website. Uh, You also have to embed credentials into Tableau Bridge if you want it to automatically update on a schedule. So be aware of the security implications of what that may entail and where you're going to host the Tableau Bridge. I don't have specific uh, specifications on how that information is stored and encrypted and things like that, but you should be able to get that out of Tableau's technical specifications. Uh, The tool will restart automatically every hour at a minimum, and you can set that uh, window again with another command uh, that's in the show notes. It's also available online, uh, but you basically just do that and uh, do a restart, and it'll take effect. Uh, There are some best practices that Tableau posted on a blog post uh, about a month ago when they introduced this Uh, their first recommendation is splitting bridges into two machines so running it in two places one to do extract refreshes and another one for live queries unless your usage is extremely low or you're only doing live queries during the 8 to 5 typical business window and you're doing all your refreshes overnight um, then it might be okay to combine those, but their their strong recommendation is to split that into two VMs. Uh, run the bridge continuously, ideally on a VM in a data center rather than host it on a end-user's machine or a desktop that's just sitting in the corner of your desk. And then tune dashboards and queries to leverage extracts for summarized data. So it's really easy to just throw something into Tableau Online, have it read a bunch of your on-premise data, but you're going to be pushing a lot of data across a pipe. And so give it some thought on how you want to structure your dashboards, how you want to read certain parts from extracts, certain parts from live queries, and try to only pull things through Tableau Bridge using the live query functionality if it's something that you need up-to-the-minute results on. You'll see a lot better performance, and it'll be a lot easier to troubleshoot and also... If you need to work on it in a disconnected fashion or, you know, somewhere where you don't have the bridge running like it would be running in production, it will be a little bit easier to do more of your work through extracts. The third feature that I'm interested in is the smart table and join recommendations. So they say that they're using machine learning behind the scenes to recommend tables and joins even if non-similar column names are used in joins, which is pretty cool. So before, column names had to be uh, exactly the same in both tables for it to automatically match. Now it's gonna look at how people are actually doing these joins over time, and it's gonna learn those and be able to recommend those on the fly. So it's all based on previous usage metrics. They've got an example where they, they show how this works pointing to the Tableau internal Postgres uh, database, and you can see that through Tableau's website. Number four, uh, one of the the other big ones that I'm interested in is the PDF connector. Now this is a connector just like you would connect to any other data source, but it lets you connect to a PDF, and it can pull out all of the pages that have tables, and you can identify the tables that you want to pull things from and pull data out of it. So what this means is there should be less copying, pasting, massaging of data to get it ready for Tableau. You should be able to just hopefully define the, uh, the PDF as a source and, and go with it. Um, but it's somewhat limited at this time in its capacity. They're going to continue developing it over time. So expect some additional features as it goes along into, into new versions. Uh, next is more union support and more connectors. So DB2, Hadoop, Teradata, Natiza, those are all, all are getting support for unions in their connectors. Uh, there are also some new connectors coming out uh, to connect with Amazon Athena, one of their newer offerings, MongoDB, BI, OneDrive, ServiceNow, Dropbox. And with JSON, there's a, an enhancement where you can scan the entire file. Uh, to see the structure of a or the, uh, the length of a column rather than just a sample of the top, say, 200 rows or whatever it was before. So lots of benefits there. Another feature is called automatic query caching. And this is where Tableau Server can pre-cache queries in recent workbooks after an extract refresh to speed up performance on an initial load. So you define a workbook. You define an extract that it is related to, and it's got, you know, several pages, each one of those doing different queries against the extract. So what this will do is every time it detects that the extract is refreshed, it will pre-run all of those queries. So the first time that somebody loads up that report, it loads up, boom, Johnny on the spot really fast. So that's a really good feature to make a, a good first impression on someone. And as they're absorbing data and clicking around, then it will go in and start running the queries as necessary. So those are about seven of the major features that I was most interested in. Uh, There are some other miscellaneous ones, and I'll just hit some of those really highly. Um, One is there's more options in web authoring, the way that you can do drilling, um, formats, changing displays. Their long-term goal with web authoring is to essentially make the web authoring experience the same as it is on the Tableau desktop and give you all of those features, so expect that to continue to enhance over the next several releases. Um, the StoryPoints Navigator is more streamlined, so they've added a few different options there. Uh, as you're putting in the dots to, uh, to, to navigate, you have a few more options on how that's displayed, and it's a little bit more intuitive. On the mobile front, they've made several updates to the Android version of the app. Uh, they now display a banner when you pull up a Tableau workbook via a browser that will offer you to, uh, to to toss you over to Tableau Mobile and for a download, and also universal linking that allows you to click and open up a report in Tableau Mobile. So that's a really good piece from a user experience standpoint. Uh, on tooltip selections, they give you an option to highlight data from tooltop links. So if you put a link inside a tooltip, someone mouses over and they click on it, it will display in the visualization behind it the pertinent information that's related to what you clicked on. Uh, They also now have a latest date filter, so you can set it to automatically select that uh, during the the first time that it loads a visualization rather than having to go and scroll through and find the most recent date. Um, Distribute evenly is a feature that's really common in a lot of products like Microsoft Visio and PowerPoint, Uh, so you can take several different visualizations on a dashboard and, and distribute them with even spacing. Maps is also something that's getting an update, uh, mostly from uh, for the non-U.S. folks. There's some updates to the French, Netherlands, Australian, and New Zealand uh, mapping uh, features. So you should have more information there. Not too much on the U.S. as far as map updates, as far as I can tell from this update. Another cool one, relatively small, is that you can apply table calculation filters just to totals. So that's a that's a new feature that they added. Um, you can also define custom script, uh, excuse me, subscriptions based on specific days and, and hours. So you could set like a Monday, Wednesday, Thursday at 3:30 p.m. Uh, type of schedule. And then their APIs are getting various REST updates. So you'll now be able to define tags on sources and views. You'll be able to switch sites through the API, get a list of sites that the user is associated with. Uh, And there's even more than that. These were the major ones, and I just wanted to hit those pretty quickly. Uh, But again, you can check out the the show notes that I have. It'll link to the new features posting on Tableau as well as uh, some of the deep dives on the data-driven alerts. On their site, they've got a lot of great postings on examples of each of these, what they look like. You can download a 30-day trial of 10.3 if you haven't checked it out yet. So go out there, drink the Tableau Kool-Aid, and see some of the new features. They've also already released their roadmap for 10.4, and so when that comes out, there's an offer to join the beta for it. Uh, So when that comes out, I'll be sure and do another episode to recap that. This wraps it up for episode 17 of the For the Love of Data podcast. If you've got questions, please check out uh, our site at fortheloveofdata.com. You can always hit us up at Twitter, at Love of Data, or you can hit me up at Robert Furr. I would love to hear what you think about this episode. Um, if you have feedback, please send it to me. Make a comment. Leaving a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts would be great and highly appreciated. Uh, But please, join the conversation on this, share this information. If you have other questions about Tableau, please feel free to reach out to me. I I really enjoy sharing the new features, talking to people about interesting things they're doing with Tableau, and just looking at any kind of really cool visualizations that people are doing. So, music that you heard leading us in and taking us out today is Deep Blue Sky. Deep Sky Blue by Graphics Groove and that's available on Free Music Archive along with a lot of other great songs so check that out if you haven't heard it and that'll be it for today so until next time this is Robert Fur For the Love of Data signing off